I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. Welcome to the Soldier. What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast. Featuring the one and only Donnie Ooh. Best of water, what he does. Yeah, I'm starting this podcast off on the, with an on-the-go edition. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what time it is when I say that. That means I'm in my car studio, and my car studio is actually moving at the same time because I'm en route to my shoot job. Speaking of my shoot job, man, when I say the last two and a half going on three days, I've been feeling like keeping my black ass home. That would be an over, that would be an understatement, tell you the truth. Because your boy Donnie is tired. You would think I'd be tired from talking for fucking two hours a couple days ago and putting it out to the masses. But I don't don't know. I'm just tired. You know, I'm tired of a lot of shit. This actually might be a real, real interesting episode because I don't know. My tiredness might come out in various ways. Anyway, I'm tired of getting up in the morning. I'm tired of going to work. I'm tired of the motherfucking New York J-E-T-S Jet Jet Jets. I'm tired of Zach Wilson spinning around like a fucking top. I'm tired of... Actually, I'm not tired of the New York Giants because they are the gift that keeps on giving. I'm tired of the fucking New York Knicks and Julius Randle and his one-handed fucking bandit style and spinning, spinning, spinning inside, outside, turn around, jumper, clank. Tired of a whole bunch of shit. So, being the fact that I made this platform to spew my salty views, to spew my salty thoughts, to spew my unscented venom, I'll tell y'all the fuck I'm talking about today. Well, I kind of just said it. I'm going to talk about my New York JETS Jet Jet Jets and their latest loss to the New Orleans Saints this past Sunday. And what I believe is, uh, hmm, wasn't a progression. It was more like a 
rapid decline from one week to another for one Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. I will talk about the New York Knickerbockers and their latest loss. Well, it's latest losses because it seemed like they're multiple nowadays. But the latest loss came at the hands of my Golden State Warriors. Yeah. It was a bittersweet night. Steph Curry broke the all-time three-pointer three-pointers made record in the Mecca, in the garden. And I had so many mixed feelings that whole well last night when I was watching the game. And I I think I told y'all that uh when it came to this game that I'm referring to, I'm very compromised. My fandom is compromised. And boy, did I feel every inch of compromisation. <laughs> is that even a fucking word? Eh, probably isn't. Anyway, I will be talking about them. And actually, it's a good thing I didn't record this when I was supposed to. And I'm behind schedule as usual. Because guess what, people? The pandemic ain't fucking over. Yeah, I said it. The pandemic ain't fucking over. You want proof? I think as of yesterday, in the last week, 62 NFL players have tested positive for the Rona. In the NBA, the Chicago Bulls couldn't field eight players. So they had two games postponed due to guess what? The Rona. So I'll be talking about this latest outbreak, this latest wave of the Rona and how it's affecting sports and how potentially, or should I say, eventually, it's going to affect us. And last but not least, everybody's favorite segment, even though we know what the answer is, we're going to run with it anyway. Yeah. That's right. Does Donnie know what the fuck he's doing? And yeah, the resound... The answer's a resounding yes! 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 <laughs> so yeah. So that's what's going to be on tap this week. Of course, somebody's calling me. So let's get this shit on the road. Y'all know when I hate... I hate, I hate when that shit happens. It always happens, like nine out of ten times when I record in this luxurious car studio. That means I'm recording on my Android phone. Yeah. And being the fact I'm recording on my cell phone, you know, my dumbass always forgets to cut the ring off. So, where was I? Yeah, that's right. I can't even say without further ado, but fuck it. Without further ado, let's get this shit on the road before I get interrupted again and y'all get my ringtone loudly in your ear. Good night, mwah, and goodbye. Bang. Yeah, I was debating about what I was going to actually lead off with. Was I going to lead off with the Knicks? Was I going to lead off with the pandemic? But I've come to the decision I'm going to lead off and get these motherfuckers out the way quick because 
the season is dwindling and time is slowly ticking away on the New York J-E-T-S just, just, just season. This past Sunday, the Jets lost to the New Orleans Saints. What was it? 30 to 9, something to that effect. And um, it was troubling for multiple reasons. It was troubling for multiple reasons. Reason number one, and actually the only reason, matter of fact, no, not the only reason, because it was two. Reason number one and the most important would be the play of the rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. He put up a horrendous stat line. I, th- I, I, I don't believe he broke the 200-yard mark in passing. He completed slightly over 50% of his passes. And the majority of the day, he looked utterly lost. Now, there is a caveat that I need to say. And the caveat is this. He entered the game missing or without his top three running backs. Michael Carter was out. Tevin Coleman was out. Um, The dude that they signed from the practice squad, Walter, he was out. So pretty much the only semi-regular back that he had at his disposal was Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson, who I actually have sang, I've, I've, uh, I've actually sung his praises in the past on this fucking podcast. But what he did this past Sunday was egregious. He single-handedly blew up three consecutive drives with drop passes on third down. And this is the man that I was just singing his praises about. Yeah, he runs hard. You know, I like the way he comes out the backfield. You know, he, he which he has potential. Three consecutive drives. He dropped potential third down converting catches. That led to three and out. Which led to... Zach Wilson not getting any semblance of a rhythm whatsoever. And it also led to the New York Jets defense, who is much maligned as is, to wear down. And by the end of the fourth quarter, they're just letting fucking Taysom Hill, of all people, Taysom Hill scored two rushing touchdowns. The last one with just over two minutes ago in the game, a 47-yard romp to the end zone where he was only trying to pick up the first down and stay in the bounds to run out the game, to run out the clock. But I'm talking specifically about Zach Wilson. I'm not really going to talk about so much about the recap of the game because we lost. It doesn't even fucking matter. We lost with three and 10 and it's looking more and more by the week that we made the wrong decision in choosing Zach Wilson. No 
Number two. Number two. Realize that. We made him the number two pick in the draft after Trevor Lawrence. And you know who I blame? You know who I put the blame at? I put the blame on fucking Frank Gore. Yeah, I said it. Frank Gore hammerhead ass. You and, and you're probably wondering, Frank Gore, he's not even on the fucking team. He's not a decision maker. Why are you blaming Frank Gore? I'll tell you exactly why I'm blaming Frank Gore. I'm not saying that the results would be any any better, but I think I might have a better vibe about our quarterback. If Frank Gore wouldn't have fucking played his ass off last year against the Los Angeles Rams for at the time, well, not at the time, for our second win of the fucking season. Matter of fact, I'm lying. The first win of the season, which effectively allowed us to be slotted number two in the NFL draft, which effectively allowed us to miss out on Trevor Lawrence. That is why I'm blaming Frank Gore. But in all seriousness, the problem here is what I think I'm going to deem as Zach Wilson cosplaying quarterback. Let me let me explain myself. I'm watching this game, and I'm watching this game intently because I had the New York Jets defense <laughs> in fantasy football in my fantasy football league. So plus it was my New York Jets. But I'm watching the game intently. And you know what I noticed? First of all, Zach Wilson's mechanics are all screwed up. He stays throwing off his back foot. His leverage is always he's always leaning back. You can't even you can't even blame the fucking rush because it wasn't about the rush. You know he's throwing the ball at all different type of arm angles. And you can you can actually tell. You can see in his body language that when he's throwing to the flat, he's throwing over the middle. He's throwing to the running back coming out the backfield. That he's not throwing it naturally. He's not throwing it instinctively. He's aiming the ball. He's literally looking like he's trying to throw a dart at a dartboard in a bar. Like he squats down and he throws the ball because he has no fucking accuracy. Because he got told there's no reason to throw the ball 100 miles an hour to somebody three yards in front of you. Give him a chance to catch the ball in rhythm and make something out of it. So now he's resorted to aiming the ball. Then what he does is he does this backpedal. And it seems like when he misses his first read or when he misses the receiver that he wanted to throw to initially, it's like he's lost. He's a deer in headlights. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he's back shuffling or shuffling backwards. And then he eventually rolls out the pocket to try to make something out of nothing where, what should I say, when something was available to him 
prior and he decided, eh, no, I don't want that. I want something deeper. But why, what made me come to the conclusion that he's ultimately cosplaying quarterback, the quarterback position, is that same day I watched Aaron Rodgers playing, someone who he has looked up to, someone who he has actually admitted to wanting to model his play after. I watched Patrick Mahomes play that, that day. Someone that he admires and someone that he actually got compared to. Why? I don't know. And then Monday night, I watched Kyler Murray. And those three quarterbacks in particular, I can see exactly where Zach Wilson thought, oh, I can do that. Oh, that looks cool. I can do that. Oh, yeah. He scrambled. Nobody can take him down. I can do that. No, the fuck you can't. With the three and ten. So that means he's started nine games. Nine out of 13 games he started. And except for the second half of the Carolina game in the initial game of the season, except for the fourth quarter of the Tennessee game where he actually garnered his first victory, and except for the first half of last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, he'd been pure shit. And I finally realized it's the fact that he don't know what the fuck he's doing. He thinks by patterning or trying to pattern his play after the quarterbacks I just named, that that's what gets it done. But guess what? Scared little boy. You don't have the skills. You do not have the skills whatsoever. I swear, I guess this fucking episode is going to be, it should be entitled Technical Difficulties. Part two. Because like I said in the intro, which got interrupted. Every single fucking time I do this in my car studio, I get interrupted. Go figure. Maybe I should take that as a sign to, you know, stop being fucking lazy and actually continue doing it. You know, the professional style that I was doing it before, you know, where you got the crisp, clean audio quality. And all the background noise and the uh, car rumbling and the and all that. But where the fuck was I? Yeah, Zach Wilson. Um, the bottom line is he's not that dude. And I really am starting to believe that he's not that dude more than oh. He doesn't have enough around him. Yes, trust, trust and believe. Yes, we know the Jets are bereft of talent. But I also know what my eyes saw. I also know what the rest of the country saw in those four games that Zach Wilson missed. That with three journeyman quarterbacks, one, Mike White, two, Josh Johnson, And three, that motherfucker Flacco. As I said in the past, we were the highest ranked offense in the league for four consecutive weeks. Did we only get, we only got one win out of it. 
but that proved that the offense worked. That proved that we do have somewhat. We, we, I mean, we do have some type of talent, right? You know what this? You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the San Francisco 49ers, which is ironic because our head coach is formerly from the San Francisco 49ers. But you know, but I'll, I'll tell you the reason why it reminds me of them. San Francisco, in the years between the Harborough um, regime and the Shanahan regime, they had journeyman quarterbacks or, or quarterbacks that really didn't mount the shit. Even, matter of fact, even the year that Shanahan took over, matter of fact, the year that Shanahan took over, before they got Jimmy G, they were a middling team, but their offense was clicking with Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Remember that Nick Mullins that actually kept Kaepernick on the bench until he got his body back together and he did his last hurrah before he started kneeling? The running game was good. Nick Mullins, I remember a couple of Monday nights, he was passing for 300 yards. Defense was trash. Ultimately, he would make that costly interception, that costly turnover, but the offense was moving. So we got pretty much, we got part of that regime here in New York. And go figure. The offense, if you run it the way it's designed, works. It's up to the quarterback. A lot of journeyman quarterbacks, being the fact that they know they don't have the prerequisite skills to be stars in their own right, guess what they do? Just to stay in the league, just to be a option for uh, potential teams, they actually run the offense the way they're supposed to do it. They go by the book. There's no improvisation. There's no going off script. It's supposed to be run this way. This is how we're going to run it. And it's been proven that you can get results from it. But as long as we got this young dude, this, this dude that scared the fucking death, Running this offense, trying to be something that he is not. He has talent, but he does not have the experience. And it seems like he does not have the mental aptitude to receive the criticism, to re receive the instruction that he is be that he is being given and to actually just run the fucking offense. This past week, notwithstanding, because this past week was just a number of things. And it just seems like... They just could not get out their own way because literally they really didn't have that many weapons available. Like I said, they were missing three running backs and they were missing their top two wide receivers. So I'm sorry to think that rookie quarterback, well, should I say this rookie quarterback was going to succeed in that situation? Look, I knew we were going to lose. Like I said, I just want to see progress. And right now I'm not seeing progress. I'm seeing regression. And it's and it's 
it's frustrating for a Jet fan because we know we're stuck with him for at least two more years. There's no savior coming in the, that uh, uh, that's going to be in the upcoming draft that we could just quickly pivot off him. Plus, we have too much investment on him. A number two fucking pick. There's nobody in the free agent class that you can look at that would be an ideal. All right. We need him and we can skyrocket while Zach Wilson actually learns how to play the position. Russell Wilson ain't coming here. Watson ain't coming here. Rogers Daniel ain't coming here. So those are the potential, and I'm, I'm not, I shouldn't even say free agents because they're not free agents. Those are the potential trading, you know, those potential quarterbacks that, that might be uh, up, up to be traded for that um, we don't have, we don't, we're not an option for them. So pretty much we're going to have to live and die with Zach Wilson. This defense, I don't know what the fuck they're going to have to do, but they got to do something. C.J. Mosley is like the only motherfucker on the defense that's worth a damn. Quentin Williams, yes. He played with so much heart. I, hopefully he doesn't have like a torn uh, a peck or something because he was in pain and he just he kept on coming off the field and he just kept on getting back on the field. Every time he had a tackle, you could see his wince in pain. His brother, uh, Quincy Williams, I believe, linebacker. He has a lot. He has a very high motor, but his skills, his skill set leaves a lot to be desired because on numerous plays, I can see why opposing teams are breaking containment and, and, and which going and running 10, 15 yards downfield untouched because it's his job to maintain outside containment. And he's not. Numerous plays. You see Kamara coming outside and Williams is so intent on trying to get to the quarterback or trying to blow a play up, Quincy Williams, that is, that you just see he's sprinting inside and he's leaving the old outside open. You know why the outside's open? Because he left his assignment. He blew his assignment. So I don't know if it's the defensive coordinator who I'm quite sure will not be around next year. Won't be around next year. But got a lot of work to do got a lot of work to do right now currently we still have two picks in the top 10 but that second pick is rapidly dropping drastically dropping rapidly dropping and that pick is from the seattle seahawks who are now five and eight yeah five and eight yeah five and eight so the more they win the lower our draft pick is which will be fucked up for two reasons. One, our draft pick will be fucked up. And two, it's not like Seattle making the playoffs. But then again, looking at the NFC, shoot. You know this, the seventh place team in the NFC, the last wild card in the NFC currently has a losing record of six and seven. Man, if the Giants would have won three more games, they might be in that last slot of the wild card. But they ain't. And like I said, I ain't, you notice, I ain't, I ain't talking about the Giants today. I'll probably, I'll probably talk about them in my fantasy recap slash Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yes, the fuck he does. 
It's proof in the pudding. Y'all need the playoffs. But yeah, I'll talk about them then. Because actually, the Giants actually cost someone very close to me. A potential spot or potential uh, advancement in those playoffs. And um, when I saw that, I was like, wow. And I, and I told the guy, I'm like, yeah, you know, shit. Giants defense, man. Now you know why I be slandering them so much. And after the dust settled, I'm like, man, that's fucked up that Giants cost you like that. And they told me, let it rip. So I will. Later on this, later on this episode. But yeah, I, I, at this point in time, I don't know what the fuck can tell you about the, about the Jets. We got a lot of work to go. Got a lot of work to do. It's becoming a constant refrain on this fucking podcast. Oh, yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. Where we go for here? Where we go for there? Which way did he go? Which way did he go? I know one thing. Something got to give it to, Jack, to Zach Wilson, dude, man. I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to be patient as, as a motherfucker. But my patience is rare and thin. Fucking J-E-T-S, Jet, Jet, Jets. I should be D-O-N-E, done, done, done. Especially being the fact that I'm D-O-N-N-I-E, double O-O-H. It's salty as fuck. But these motherfuckers won't win. And I can tell I'm rambling. So you know what that means. There's one thing I've learned in the two plus years that I've been potting. And um, and that is to truly lean into what you do best. Embrace the true you. I learned it very soon, very early into this podcast and shit. And shoot. Recently, as a couple months ago, I actually had it reinforced to me. Or should I say, I reinforced it myself to lean into the true you. Lean into what you do best. This segment is not going to be about me. You know what this segment is about? This segment is about the New York Knickerbockers. Specifically, Julius Randle. And I know, it seems like, just like... The New York football giants have earned the focus of my venom, the focus of my wrath. It seems like early on in this NBA regular season, Julius Randle is becoming that individual when it comes to me talking about the New York Knickerbockers. But you want to know why? You want to know why? It's simple. He's not doing his job. Period. Like, last night, for instance, the New York Knicks went down in defeat to the Golden State Warriors. The New York Knicks were uh, home captive, captive of their own home prison to the hoopla and the 
pomp and circumstance of Mr. Steph Curry breaking the all-time three-pointers made mark. He caught up to Ray Allen, who had previously caught up to Reggie Miller, and both of them was in attendance at the Mecca at Madison Square Garden. Now, as what normally happens, unfortunately, a lot of firsts, a lot of records are broken in the Mecca, in Madison Square Garden, against my New York Knickerbockers by the visiting opposing team. You know, Kobe with the 61, MJ with the double nickel. Fucking Steph had his coming out game dropping 50 back in what, 2013 or was it 2011? I think it was 2013. That was right around the time the dynasty was about to happen like none other. But, um, I mean, the only record we, we broke was fucking Mellow. When he dropped 62 against the Charlotte Bobcats back then. And shit, we won the game. I mean, but shit, that, that season was trash. That was the only good thing about that season was the fact that Mellow reclaimed some glory for the Knicks and uh, made sure that scoring record in MSG was held by a Nick. And that was shit. That was like seven years ago. So salute to Steph. I mean, half the half the house was in there bracing for history. All, all Steph needed to hit was two. And he did that shit in quick fashion. I mean, I think he hit the go-ahead three-pointer, as in for the record mark, with like seven... Seven minutes and 54 seconds left in the first quarter. Like, he wasn't playing no games. He only hit five for the game, but he hit that first two, and I think he just needed to get that monkey off his back. But this is not a segment recapping the Warriors as much as I would like to. This is a segment about my New York Knickerbockers. Last night, it was a continuation of the game prior to that against the Milwaukee Bucks, where they were down, Mr. R.J. Barrett, Mr. Obi Toppin, due to COVID health and safety protocols, i.e. probably both of them got the Rona. Not only that, Quentin Grimes, the rookie, hit seven three-pointers against the Bucks, And guess what happened right after the game? We're like, oh, shit, revelation. Tibbs going to have to put this dude back in the game. Well, make sure he gets some burn. What happens? You guessed it. He got down with the Rona. He got caught with the Rona. So now we're down three. Three rotation pieces. Kemba still glued to the bench. A lot of scuttlebutt's been going on saying that perhaps the reason why Tibbs is not playing him is because to make sure he doesn't get hurt because they're trying to hold him for a trade and being the fact that today slash, matter of fact, it's still today, December 15th, was the first day that you can actually start trading plays that you acquired in the offseason. So everybody thought maybe that's why Kimba was stuck on the bench when you're down three players. Alec Burke just came back from paternity leave for one game. Salute to that man for his, for his newborn. But, um... 
Kevin Knox was getting burned. McBride showed a lot of flashes. Quickly. Quickly held us in, kept us competitive in the third and early fourth quarter. D. Rose, he was okay, but you cannot count on D. Rose. Because right now, I think D. Rose is actually pacing himself right now, trying to make sure he's at his freshest in the stretch run if we get to the stretch run. So, I mean, we had, we had, we had, we had an energy when McBride was in there, Knox was in there, and uh, Quickly was in there. We had an energy to us. Did we ultimately win the game? No. And you know who was actually on the court and should have been the anchor? Who should have been able to put the young boys under his wing and try to guide them to victory? Yeah, that's right. If you haven't got if you haven't got the hint of what's going on here, yeah, this is all about slandering. Even though slander implies that you're talking about somebody's character that's not true, or you're talking about something you're, you're you're saying something about the about the individual that's not true. Everything I'm saying is going to be true. It's it's been proven factual. Last night I just read he uh, he had 31 points, uh, seven rebounds, five assists, some bullshit like that. He's like, yeah, national, nationally televised game. Yeah, let me guess. But he's still trash. Yeah, he's still trash because out of those 31 points, a lot of those points was empty. A lot of those points, a lot of possessions did not get completed due to him turning the ball over due to his old faithful. Yeah, I'm going to try to play point forward, and I'm going to try to go into the lane and spin into the middle of the lane, into the strength of the defense, especially being the fact that I have a weak handle as is. I'm watching this game last night, and I'm like, I look, I know Tibbs is not an offensive genius. Tell you the truth, he's not inclined to do anything offensively whatsoever. But I'm looking at this game, albeit my little small cell, uh, cell phone screen, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, they're not running no plays whatsoever. There was a play toward the end of the third quarter where quickly penetrated the lane and he threw it up to Mitchell Robinson for the alley. The garden was rocking. I was like, eh. That's some bullshit. Quickly was about to fall. He just flung that shit up. Mitchell Robinson caught that shit and yammed it. We were still down like seven, eight. But even down in single digits, never did I think that the New York Knicks were going to win that game. And Golden State was garbage last night. I mean, call a spade a spade. Golden State was right to be had. There was a there was a clip that I saw on toward toward the I think toward the middle to end of the sec- first half. There was a play where Draymond Green was able to drive the lane for 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 a dunk, and the closest well should I should say the last defender. Was Fournier, and he did a half-hearted, and that's the, that's me being kind. He did a half-hearted attempt to go into the lane, and then he just pointed at Draymond when Draymond was jamming it. Fournier, four years, seventy some odd million dollars, right? Or was it three years? Regardless, 
We know that Fournier is a defensive liability, but he's given us nothing. He's given us two points. Two fucking points. That's... <sighs> Efren could give us two points last year. Reggie Bullock can give us two points last year. And I hate those motherfuckers. I'm, matter of fact, I, I don't hate Bullock. But Efren, yeah, that statement remains the same. But um, Julius Randle is not that dude whatsoever. I made a statement earlier. Not earlier from this podcast, but earlier in, you know, real life. Well, I don't know how much real life can be as in cyber life, but whatever. I made a statement and said what I believe the Knicks should do right now. Because right now, we look like we're just like treading water. And eventually, water's going to start coming on the ship, and we're going to sink. We're, slow, we're sinking slowly as is. What I believe the Knicks should do when Grimes comes back, and there was another dude. I really forgot who the It was somebody else. Anyway, what they need to do is, while we're still in striking distance of the playoffs, so that means the games mean something. And Tibbs is going to coach every game like game seven of the playoffs. Game seven of the finals. He needs to relent. Put the young players in. And allow them, because the young players are going to be the ones that, if they stay with the franchise, are going to be responsible for the culture. The culture that's being grown in the garden. You give Grimes some burn when he comes back, like more burn. You give Obi some burn, like more burn. You put quickly in. You still have D-Rose coming off the bench and, and, and pretty much grandfathering the whole shit. And you have Randall, and if unless you can get trade him for a for a superstar, not another superstar, because Randall's not a superstar. Randall's a star right now. Barely. You have Randall in the in the starting offense, and you let him know, like, look, all right, you're the man, but it cannot run through you. You need to utilize and bring these young boys along. Because right now, whatever success we get right now this season, the way we're currently trending is nothing but fool's gold. Yeah, we'll get to the eighth slot. But if we get to the eighth slot and we got a lot of the retread still on our team with real really no 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 future to look at, and the young boys are still stuck to the bench, not really gaining any valuable experience, then whatever success we get, i.e. getting into the playoffs itself, is fool's gold. Because that's just Something that I always make fun of when it comes to another team that I don't like or a rival team of mine that gets to the postseason and my team is staying home and they get bumped out the first opportunity they have. I'm like, yeah, right, yeah so y'all play one more game. <laughs> Whoopee. Yeah, I know it's some fucked up way to think of it, but reality is reality. 
Y'all played one game. Y'all got into the playoffs and got bumped in the wild card. Y'all got into the playoffs and got bumped in the first round, swept in the first round. You got bumped into the postseason and which got MLB, and you got bumped in the wild card. All right, you played one more fucking game. Whoopee. Shoot, why? Because y'all was able to go on the field with some with some playoff patches on your shit? Ooh. I could buy that shit at fucking Flitz. Buy that shit online. Don't matter. Anyway. That's what I feel like the Knicks should do. Like, you're, you might eventually... Yes, this East is stacked. So, as is, it's going to be a struggle to get into the playoffs. But if Jules is really that dude... And these young players, these rookie first-year, second-year players are mainstays into the lineup because they have the energy and they have the hunger. For the first time ever in four years, I actually saw Knox on the, on the court and he looked like he had a little hunger in him. He was hungry to get on the fucking court. We're actually mad at Use that to the advantage of the team. That's what I say. Because right now, y'all not you doing something so intricate that they can't pick up on it. It's usually one man dribble, everybody else trying to trying to fucking uh, uh, spot up, but then they, they ain't really shooters, so everybody's sagging into the fucking paint, waiting for Jules to do his fucking bullshit, turn around, jump into this baseline, clank. You know, I was going to Start talking about shit. I already said about the three players, well, the two players that are co- currently in COVID-19 health and safety protocols. So I might as well talk about the rest of the league, right? The Lakers missing three three dudes. I think Horton Tucker. Who else? You know what? I'm going to say, actually, this is going to be some real slanderous shit I'm about to say. Remember a couple weeks ago, where the Lakers came to the city to play the Knicks and the Knicks won and uh, AD was questionable for, for playing because he had flu-like symptoms but they said, oh, it's not COVID. And I'm like, yo, how the fuck y'all gonna be like, alright, this dude got flu-like symptoms but he's not testing positive and that's A-OK for, for that motherfucker to play. Right, could could have been the Knicks and the Lakers. The Lakers are on a, on a losing streak. They need to fucking stop that shit, even though we extended it. Coincidentally, that was a couple of weeks ago, right? Coincidentally, through like all the leagues, there was a massive spike. Not too soon after AD played with that fucking flu-like symptoms. I'm not saying that motherfucker patient zero of the Optimus Prime variant, the Unicron. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, coincidence is a coincidence, right? You know why all for the, for, the, for the Lakers to get three games above 500, struggling against the Mavs, had the white boy come off the, come off the bench, hit the game-winning three-pointer. Meanwhile, all the leagues are in shambles. At the beginning of this recording, I found out, or should I say, I said that 
In the NFL, 62 players in the last week have tested positive. I was mistaken because by the time I'm recording this part now, which is a couple hours later, as you can tell, I am not in the car studio at all. I think that number was up to like 84 positives in the last three days. Then Chicago Bulls had to postpone two games to the fact that they have 10 players currently out due to either being a close contact or having a Rona. The Nets had KD, who was actually going to sit out last night's game against the Toronto Raptors with a tender ankle, play in order for the Nets not game not to be postponed due to the fact that they only had, well, with KD, they only had eight players available because everybody else was out due to the Rona. I wonder, I wonder, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's a combination that, all right, the majority of the ones that are, or said that they were vaccinated and testing positive, I think they was bullshit. I don't think those motherfuckers were vaccinated. Well, I will say this, the ones that have no symptoms, yeah, okay. Possible. It's possible. It's always possible. It's been possible. Only shit this shit was supposed to be guaranteed was to make sure your ass didn't end up in the hospital on a ventilator. Didn't say you wasn't going. You wasn't going to quote, quote unquote test test positive for the shit. Like how many times have a motherfucker had a cold? I'm quite sure they was able to walk around. But I'm not. I, look, I am not equating the Rona to the cold. No, I, I, y'all will not. Get me caught up in that bullshit at all. But um I'm just saying, you had you had uh Antonio Brown get caught with the fake vaccination card, right? Now he he was suspended for three for three games. Three games. I, I just don't understand how they equated it into a three game suspension. Like you walking around, he was actually, and I hate to say it, he was actually worse to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers never said or never actually put proof up. He just kind of tried to play games with words with the media and the public. Brown, he 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 went through it actually getting a fake card and putting that shit in. And then as soon as he got caught, what the fuck did he do? He got the fucking shot anyway. So what the fuck was all that about? Meanwhile, he putting Arians in danger. Cause Arians thinking he done got stabbed in the arm. Brown like, <laughs> I ain't get stabbed. Y'all checked my car, right? Yeah. Arians is a is a is a cancer survivor. Meaning his immunity his his immunity is fucked. He can't afford he can't afford no slip ups. I mean. Even in real life, Omnicron. Didn't I? Didn't I catch? Didn't I call this shit when they caught the first variant? Whatever the what Delta was the first variant. Yeah, that Delta was last year, right? In the last year, Delta. I don't even know what kind of that was like a mix between Jaws and the Sega shit. 
Y'all remember Sega when it, back in the days, right? Sega Genesis. You turn that shit on no matter what game you had on. You turn that shit on, just like the fucking PlayStation shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Sega. Sega. Especially uh, Altered Beast, Sonic the Hedgehog, Ninja Gaiden. Was it Ninja Gaiden? What was another one? Shinobi. <laughs> yeah, but just like I just rattled off those fucking names from Sega. I'm rattling off. I told y'all it was going to be the Alpha, the Omega, the Delta. Now the Omnicron, the Unicron, the Optimus Prime. Next, we're going to have Galactus, uh, Ultra Magnus, the Ultra Magnus um, variant. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not actually really trying to joke about this shit. It seems like we ain't never going to get rid of these shits. And I ain't going to lie. As much as I... I'm going, I'm going to get boosted. Yeah, shit, fuck it. I mean, they already stabbed me twice. What's the third time? Whatever, whatever was going to happen was going to happen. But I'm just saying, I'm like, shit, what? We're going to have to get fucking stabbed every fucking year? Like, if motherfuckers would just... You know what? No, I'm not going to say that. Because, yeah, I'm just not going to say that. But I, I, I ain't really trying to get stabbed in the arm every fucking year. Because whatever. I don't even really mind wearing the mask at work. I don't trust a fucking soul. Motherfucker just roar dog in air and then think I'm supposed to come in and share that shit? Fuck out of here. Shoot, put the fan on. I don't give a fucking 35 degrees outside. Guess what? I got the air conditioner on and I got the space heater right next to me. Mask the fuck up. Fit it low. Fuck it though. Like, fuck it though. Fuck it low. Like, fuck it though. <laughs> I'm f- funny. Anyway. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just so tired of this shit. I'm so tired. I'm... Fucking the last, I think the last thing before I get off this fucking topic in segment and get into the the main event, you know. Donnie don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yes, he does. Um, Kyrie Irving of the Gentrification Nets. There's been a buzz about saying that uh, Kyrie might be getting ready to return. He was very interested in the plant-based, being the fact he's vegan, the plant-based vaccine that's in development. So there's optimism that he will be back with the team before the end of the regular season. And the Nets are fucking first in the East without him. And with James Harden, bitch ass, doing James Harden, bitch ass shit. At least once in the blue. But um, I wonder, Kyrie got it made. For all the bows and arrows that are thrown at him, Kyrie don't give a fuck. He's getting paid his half his salary for just doing him and standing on it. And he never said, well, you know, he never wavered. He never said, oh, well, I, I, you know, if y'all, if y'all do this or... Sure, I can't afford to lose that money. I, I, I'll get stabbed. No, he said, I, I, I'm not doing it. 
I'm not doing it. I'm not anti-vax. I'm just not doing it. And guess what the Nets did? They paid him half the bag anyway. I I think I think a lot of motherfuckers need to salute that man. Shit. I know I I I've been hard on Kyrie in the past. But shit. If I could actually stand on my beliefs and stay at home or stay from out of my shoe job and get half the bag that he gets, not the half the bag that I get, because shit, I could barely make it with a full bag or a bag and a half. But if I could get half the bag that he could get, I'd do the same thing. But regardless, these Knicks got to pull this shit up. I mean, there was a lot of we just we 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 gotta do we gotta do better. Yeah, I I I've noticed that I haven't heard no bing bong. I haven't heard none of that shit, right? I mean, besides you hearing that shit, playing for a joke. We're twelve and sixteen. Twelve and sixteen. We got Stephen A on fucking ESPN calling us a disgrace. Oh, this is a disgrace. Oh, this is this is bad. This is bad, motherfucker. I'll say this. It actually shows you how far the Knicks have come that we have become. I mean, we had a, we, you know, we're mired in a, in a, in a, what you call it, in a, in a massive slump. We're 7 and 15 since the 5 and 1 start. We're actually 1 and 8 since we benched Kemba fucking Walker. Ain't that some shit? Kemba was the source of all ills. And we are one and eight since we benched his ass. I wonder. Kemba, Kemba fucked Tibbs' daughter or something? I don't know. But yeah, but it shows you how far we've come that being 12 and 16 is a major disappointment, not an actual win. Go figure. Yeah, man. If you can't tell, your boy Donnie is in a great fucking mood. You know why I'm in a great fucking mood? Because it's currently Wednesday. Actually, it's currently Thursday morning. 12.08 in the morning. And I am still in the playoffs. I am still proving to the masses that Donnie does indeed know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> this past week, I, Donnie fucking ooh, won my wild card matchup against Rowdy T79. Not only did I win, I spanked that motherfucker. Beat him by like 50 points. And you know, and you know, and you know who guided me to victory? That's right. If you if you don't know, check the fucking archives. Justin Herbert. I told y'all, I'm gonna ride that motherfucker into the real fall off. Came through against those bitch-ass New York football giants with three touchdowns. 
Shout out to my fantasy OG, the Mojo King. For two reasons. One good, one not so good. First with the not so good, because I'm a negative motherfucker at heart. The Mojo King, unfortunately, was eliminated from the playoffs this past weekend in his matchup, largely due to the New York football giants. And you want to know why? You want to know why? Okay. His opponent, and I, I'm so pissed off right now because I'm forgetting the, I'm forgetting the player's name, and it's actually very essential to what the fuck I'm trying to talk about. Due to the magic of fucking editing, I was able to go and retrieve that motherfucking name and continue this recording. Great. Anyway, Guyton, the rod receiver from the Los Angeles Chargers. Mo the Mojo King's opponent, I believe D Boom 7, had Guyton on his team. Mojo had had Palmer on his team. So therefore, he needed Herbert to concentrate on Palmer and fuck Guyton. He had Palmer and he had Eckler. Eckler, unfortunately, left the game midway through the third, third quarter due to an ankle injury. Something that I feared was going to happen, especially being the fact he was questionable, so I stayed away from him. Unfortunately, that came to fruition, and uh, that really hampered the Mojo King. And hopefully, I'm not divulging too much, but, I mean, shit, shit's out the bag. I done edited this shit. Actually, not edited, but paused it, and I ain't going to edit this. So, apologies if I do, or if I am. Anyway. So, two minutes remaining in the first half. The Giants are teetering on the point of getting blown out, right? They got the ball, they have possession, and I believe they go three and out. They take a grand total of like 30 seconds off the clock. They give the charges back the ball. Now, I'm I'm revving to go. I'm like, yeah, man. Giants done gave this motherfucker two minutes. He's going to score. And hopefully, he scores utilizing Palmer. That's me. That's the Mojo King. Right? Right. Yeah, you right, right. Yeah, you right, right. Yeah. So, play goes down. Herbert gets the snap. He rolls to his right. And what the fuck does he see? He sees Guyton. Yes, Guyton. Not Palmer. Guyton. Streaking toward the end zone. And he flings that shit. 55 yards in the air. And Guyton comes down with it with a touchdown with 30 seconds remaining in the first half. And at that point, because it was a double whammy, not only did Guyton get the yards, he got the touchdown. That was 11, that, I believe that was like an 11 to 15 point swing in that matchup. 
Mojo was up by like four. He ended up being down by ten. And it was just too much, too much of a, 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 a hill to climb. So the Giants directly caused the Mojo King's demise. Told you, boy. I, you, you know, it's, you know, what's so fucked up. It's the, fa it's the fact that I told you I wasn't even gonna talk about the Giants. Why? Cause they lost. What else is new? And I, I, I did say, being the fact that the season was winding down, I, I was gonna, I was gonna refrain from inflicting more misery to the Giants. Well, at least verbal misery. But in this case, they stuck their nose in business. That they didn't belong. So, I got to mention it. Right? Right. Yeah, you right. Right. Yeah. So, on the good side, or should I say the good side of the shout out, late last week, leading up to the games, Keenan Allen was on the COVID list because he had the Rona. Mike Williams at the time was on the Rona list because he was close to Keenan Allen. So that means their top two wide receivers were not going to be available. About two days before the matchups, I'm fantasy OG. DMs me some information about Palmer being a feature and be a good pickup for three thousand dollars three thousand dollars so if you were looking for a sleeper that was a gimme right there because the prices were already set mike williams ended up coming back but primarily it was, the focus was on palmer and guyton and eckler until eckler went down $3,000 allowed me to divvy the wealth up in other areas where I knew I can get guaranteed power to punch. Because I looked at the averages, you know, the average points, and I'm like, okay, I feel that this lineup, if they do minimum, I can get about 120, 130 points. In this matchup. Well, out of this lineup. And that should keep me hopefully competitive. Because the players that I picked, I'm like, there really ain't no other players that are going to outpoint me. Drastically. And I had my big guns, once again, in the late slate. So I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I felt confident. First slate of games, fucking Taysom Hill scoring two rushing touchdowns was a blow to me because, one, my opponent had Taysom Hill, and I had the New York Jets defense on my lineup. So every time he scored, my shit went down, and, 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 which, and, I, and I think I kept within 15, 20 points. Which was crucial, but I looked at the I looked at the matchups and I'm like, yo, I got five late players. He has two. And none of them are quarterbacks. 
and and uh, I think I think he had a tight end and a and a raw receiver. I'm like, unless my players get hurt, I'm pretty much going to win this matchup. But I cannot take anything for granted. And fucking Taysom Hill running or, or, or garnering two rushing touchdowns against my fucking Jets in the fourth quarter really had me tight. But I ultimately overcame. And like I said, I smacked his ass. Good for his ass. Yo, when I say, when I say I'm so competitive when it comes to this shit, a little, a little known fact about moi, I rarely win any type of contests, any type of lotteries, any type of raffles. I hardly ever win shit. I can't even win a scratch off. So, especially when I put some money into a contest, you best believe I'm, I want to fucking win. And when I have, I'm currently guaranteed at least $250, meaning I doubled my entry fee, meaning I actually gained a fucking profit. This coming week, I'm fucked. You want to know why I'm fucked? I'll tell you why. As I spread my ass cheeks. Pause. I'm going against the number one seed in the NFC. In my league. Not only that. And that actually doesn't really phase me. But so much because a, a seed is a number. A seed is a child. <laughs> That's not the that's not the part that I'm actually worried about. That's not the part that concerns me. Do you know what part concerns me? Ah. The slate of available players due to the matchups at hand. Due to the games at hand, I should say. My trusted beloved Justin Herbert is not on the slate of games of players that I can pick from. You want to know why? Because he has a Thursday night matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are another team that, even though there's only like three players I would really think about, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill, that's, st that's still off the slate for me, but it's off the slate for others. We have... The Las Vegas Raiders playing on Saturday, which fucks me. You want to know why? Because Hunter Renfro has come through for me the last two weeks beautifully. Clutch. He got me like 30-some-odd points last week. I only had three players in, I mean, yeah, I had three players in an in a, in a early slate of games. Lockett gave me 35. Fucking Renfro gave me like 30. That those two was allowed me to stay in the fucking game, stay in the matchup. He's out. So now I have to go with a quarterback that I'm not comfortable in going with. I looked at the slate of quarterbacks. I'm like, I'm not comfortable in none of y'all. Why? Because I'm married to Herbert. He at every time. Even the one the one week 
I I took off from uh, and I and I went to fucking Dak. Dak stunk it up. I ain't fucking with Dak, even though he's going against that fucking Giants defense, who I think they can cast out because they ain't fucking with Judge no more. But I'm 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 trying to figure out who I'm going to pick. Who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick? Because as much as I would like to say and feel that I'm playing with house money, literally, I'm playing with house money. Like, my goal in this whole fucking thing was just to be able to double my entry fee. That's it. To me, that's a success. I ain't trying to be greedy. But, but, the competitor in me is looking at that grand prize like, if anything, I can I can win this week. Because it, to me, it's kind of a level playing field. Because a lot of the games that are on tap, I believe if I just, do what I've been doing and not try to overthink things and not try to be the smartest person in the room, I can advance. I I, I never thought I'd be in this position. I, I'm not going to lie. I envisioned it. And for once, it came true. You know? I mean, and I tell you the truth, I'm, I'm having fun and actually saying, yeah, Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yes, he does. Because I'm proving by the week that I do indeed know what the fuck I'm doing. Mixed with luck. Mixed with blessings. But regardless, it has to, I have to have some type of knowledge, right? Right. But um, yeah, so I, 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 maybe, maybe there'll be a Christmas miracle coming around. Maybe next week, right before Christmas, I can say, yeah, Donnie's in the champ in the AFC in the NFC championship matchup. I hope. I believe. I there's a good chance I will. Mr. Mike 13. You know, I, I'm glad I said that just now because it just reminded me something that I really wanted to say on this subject on the pod. On the segment. And that's this. As much as I loathe and hate Rex Ryan right now. There is. One thing. From in the past that. I really liken myself to right now. The last time the Jets made the playoffs. 2010. Rex Ryan. We was 11-5 but we was a wild card right. Rex Ryan. Before each playoff matchup talked as much shit as possible and was calling motherfuckers out by name. He called Peyton out by name. Disrespectful. He called Tom Brady out by name. Disrespectful. And you know what happened? Both times we went into their place and we bust their ass. But here's the plot twist. Against Pittsburgh, that leak re that week leading up, Rex was quiet as a mouse. Rex 
espouse nothing but respect for the organization, respect for Big Ben, respect for Mike Tomlin. And you know what happened? The team came out flat, emotionless, and got the ass bust in the first half, I think, 24-3. We ultimately lost 24-19. I say all that to say this. I waited subconsciously and not intentionally, but I waited until everything was on the line to start calling my opponents out by name. Well, at least by Monica. Blake Barnes, 79. Shit, I could be the number three seed right now if it was for your ass. Rowdy T, 79. Shit. Could have won my division if it wasn't for your ass, but got my revenge last week. Hess underscore 14. Salute. I, I really have nothing disparaging to say about you. At least not now. But if we face off in that championship matchup, I will avenge my loss prior because this dude was the division lit, um, winner. And he was, what, 11 and 5, 11 and 6, and I was 10 and 7. And I think we split. But, uh, yeah, I'm coming for you next. But Mr. Mike 13, coming for you now. You know why? Because I have this burden on my back that I must carry. And I must prove to the masses that indeed Donnie does know what the fuck he is doing. Well, people, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Salty Door to Donnie Ooh podcast. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of you that chooses me to be the podcast you listen to. You know, I actually was pretty even killed considering how I was actually feeling when I started recording this podcast. Which made me think of some funny shit. Which is, actually, I was thinking about this last night. Why? I don't know. But sometimes shit goes in my head and I just start laughing. So I'm going to share it with y'all. Because I feel like it's funny. Like, hilarious. Fellas. What would you do? Or how would you feel if we, as men, quit a monthly? I mean, listen, 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 listen. I mean, I personally feel, you know, some sometimes, you know, we catch that PMS. You know, we just not in the fucking mood. You know, sometimes we act out on it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just crabby for no fucking reason. You know, sometimes your stomach hurts. Like, oh, this shit hurt. I mean, wonder, I wonder. You know, I mean, it's almost, I, 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 for some reason, I kind of envision it as like a Chappelle skit or some shit. Motherfuckers walking out of block. Yo, what up, son? Yo, what's good? Ain't shit. How are you? Yo, I was, yo I'm kind of, I think I'm linking, man. Yo, you got a pad? Yo, all of a sudden you dig in your back pocket. Yeah, I got one right here. 
Why? Like I said, I think I'm leaking, son. Yo, uh, which car? I meant to change my shit before I went home. I mean, before I left out the house, but you know, you know how niggas do. <laughs> like, for real. Think about it. Especially, all right, you picture the scene. Which car? Motherfuckers on the corner, right? You know, they got the uniform on, you know, you got the fucking, you got the fucking jean, you got the fucking Tim's and shit. Yeah, I'm picturing like 90s, so, yeah, I'm, look, all right, fuck, I'm 45. It is what it is. Anyway, you know, you got the jeans, you got the, got the Tim's on, they chilling on the corner and shit. All of a sudden, a motherfucker just go to, yo, son, yo, son, yo, yo, you got a pad on you? Yeah, yo, 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 my shit is full, man, yo, fuck, I don't feel like walking back on. Yo, yo, check me out. Yo, you, yo, you see that shit in my jeans? Yo, that shit noticeable? Yo, but do you got that pad, though? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I... <laughs> yeah, and I'm leaving all this shit in. I ain't editing now. Fucking thing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, like I said, my mind be fucking think about some bullshit. With all that being said, and that was more than enough being said. Here come the plugs! EasyTree.me slash Rodadonnie Ooh. EasyTree.me slash Rodadonnie Ooh. For everything Donnie Ooh. This podcast you're listening to can be reached at EasyTree.me slash Rodadonnie Ooh. Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh merch can be bought at easytree.me slash Donnie Ooh. And as always, if y'all want to hear some of Donnie Ooh's music, that can be heard at easytree.me slash Donnie Ooh. The Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast is available on multiple streaming platforms. Apple, Spotify, Not Tidal, Anchor FM, and various others, wherever podcasting can be heard. Also, you can put that RSS feed in any of your podcast apparatuses. And guess what'll happen when you put that shit in that little boxy thing? My black ass will pop up. All those options are available to listen to the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast. No matter where you listen to it on, please hit that little bell, the notification, follow, subscribe. So therefore, whenever I drop, y'all be the first motherfuckers to hear this shit. Yeah, man. I think that's it with the plugs for me. Now the plugs for others. The Mojo King, the Mojo King has his Hit, uh, hit, uh, hip hop hidden gems. Hip hop hidden gems. Damn, I done fucked up, but I'm gonna keep it going. Hip hop hidden gems with the Mojo King and his partner, Willie Freeman, where they unearth all the hidden gems in the history of hip hop. Currently, still, they still have numero uno, episode number one of hip hop hidden gems, where they delve deep into the second offering from the legendary group, Gangstar. 
Premier, Guru, Step Into Arena. Check out Hip Hop in the Gems. Once again with the Mojo King and Willie Freeman. And I told y'all the Mojo King double dips and damn it, he double dips. Check out Hidden Gems of Golf, Hidden Gems of Golf. I know it's not Hidden Gems of Golf, but Hidden Gems Golf, Hidden Gems Golf, where he delves into the fantasy world of golf, or should I say the fantasy golf world, where he will break down the hidden gems, the sleepers, and try to put some coin in your pocket, as well as some knowledge in your mind when it comes to fantasy golf. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? Yeah. Both of those podcasts, Hidden Gem Golf and Hip Hop Hidden Gems, are a part of the 19 Media Group. Well, there goes my fucking streak of not fucking up the plug-in segment. Hmm. Pause. Or maybe it's not. But yeah, there goes my streak. So, what, that was like four episodes in a row? Guess I got to get back on the horse and ride that motherfucker again. Shout out to the sponsor, the Lewis Snapback Box. Available in my apartment, more specifically in my bed as always. And forever. Ha <laughs> ha. Next week, damn, next week is Christmas. I, I'm, I'm going to drop. I'm going to give you all an episode because why wouldn't I? Because if I drop on time, it'll be like three days before Christmas. So Christmas actually will not be an issue whatsoever. I was actually thinking about, yeah, should I just drop on Christmas? No, I'm not going to drop on Christmas. I'm going to drop before Christmas so y'all can listen to me on Christmas. And hopefully, you know, uh, put a gift. Give me, give da- give Donnie a gift. And you know what gift y'all can give Donnie? Buy some merch! <laughs> Please? <laughs> anyway, no, next week I will probably be talking about my Jets. I won't be talking about the Giants. I will be talking about whatever current state the New York Knickerbockers are in. And I will be talking about or should I say I'm going to be continuing the favorite segment of the masses? Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yes, he does, because the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. With all that being said, I think it's time for me to get out of here. Because the Richard is long and the time is short. Until next week. Goodbye. Bye.
if I keep a random erection Probably thinking I'm a telekinetic Oh, wait, you a fan of the magic? Poof, pussy like an alakazam yeah. I heard from a friend of a friend That that dick was a 10 out of 10 I can't stand it, just one night in Can't put the drink, give me a sip Tell me what you can't, give me the dick Please stab me, choke me, bite me uh, Wait, I can take it, give a fuck about what your wife is saying Wanna know what it's like Baby, show me what it's like I don't really got no tights I just wanna fuck all night Yeah, yeah Oh, oh, oh Baby I need 